Okay, so today's story is called The Octonauts Explore the Great Big Ocean. And it is read, written by um, Naomi, uh, which is the not secret pen name of Vicki Wong and Michael Murphy. And you can learn more about them at naomi.com. And it is read today by Mommy and Philip. Mommy and Philip. And we do want to encourage you, all of our listeners, to pop onto Instagram and follow us at Storytime with Mommy and Philip. Are you ready? Okay. <clears throat> it was a busy day under the Arctic, cold Arctic Ocean when Captain Barnacles was doing his laundry. Tweak Bunny was clearing ice in the Gup D. Quasi Kitten was working on his cat foo. Professor Inkling Octopus was leading a game. Peso Penguin was practicing his bandaging. Dashy Dog was updating the Octopod software. Shillington Sea Otter was researching with Turnip the Vegemal, who had just sounded the Octo Alert! 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 Well, I don't know why. Let's find out. But in the picture, we can see that Shellington, Dr. Shellington, he's gasping. Oh, there must be something wrong. What do you think it might be? Shall we find out? And I should also tell our our, um, listeners that in this book, there is a fold-out picture and we can see all of the octopod um, as well in this this book. So, and the octopod, for those of you who don't know, is where all the octonauts live. And it's a big sea vessel and it's under the ocean right now. Sliding through chutes and, ch- and climbing down ladders, the rest of the octonauts hurried to the launch bay. There, they found Tunip anxiously pointing to a large map on the screen. He chirped sadly. We were studying underwater biomes, Shellington explained. Every creature has a home a special place called a habitat that provides shelter and food. Tunip is upset because he doesn't know which habitat vegemals belong to. Where do vegemals come from? Peso asked. And in the picture we can see that there are lots of different habitats available. There's a kelp forest and a swamp and the open ocean and the Arctic and a seagrass meadow, and a beach, and a coral reef, and then there's also deep sea. That one's the beach. Where do you think vegemals come from? Vegemals are half vegetable, half animal. Let's find out. That's a good question, Shellington said as he began to read from his journal. One day, while doing research outside, I noticed some strange shapes on the side of the octopod. They looked like giant fish eggs, but unlike any I've ever seen before. It was too dangerous to leave them outside, so I brought them into my lab. After a few days, the eggs hatched, and that's how I discovered the vegemals. 
and in his journal we can see all the different kinds of vegetables. There's tunip, which is half tuna, half turnip. And then there's a whole, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. There's that a dozen other. What's that one? Let's see. That's Sharcini. He's half shark, half zucchini. That's perchkin. He's half perch, half pumpkin. And then there's halibut, which is halibut and beet, and a whole lot of them, okay? And now Dr. Shillington goes on and he says, I don't know where the eggs came from or how long they've been attached to our sheep. They could be from anywhere in the ocean. Captain Barnacles declared, Octonauts, our mission is to visit the different habitats of the ocean and find where vegetables come from. Prepare the gups. The team worked together to pack their tools and equipment while the vegetables made sure there were plenty of their favorite kelp cakes to eat for the long trip ahead. And we can see some things here that the octonauts are, are packing. A compass, a telescope, maps, a stethoscope and bandages and a medical kit. Who do you think will use the medical kit and the bandages? Do you pay so for sure? Well, he's up here. Then they would have pencil and paper and cameras. Who do you think would use the cameras? The sheep. Yup. The sheep. Right up here. And deep sea diving suits and a screwdriver and a hammer and a wrench and a toolbox. That sounds like that might be tweaks. And then some more kelp cakes and then some kelp cakes <laughs> and guidebooks and air tanks and maps and they've got so much stuff. And then we also get to see all the different guts, which are the tinier vessels that sometimes are stowed inside of the octopod. But then the different octonauts use the different guts to go out on missions. They're like smaller ships. So one by one, the gups launched from the octopod and the gup D had Tweak in it and the gup C had Dashy and the gup B belongs to Quasi the kitten and the gup E is where Peso is and the gup A is where we find Captain Barnacles and Tunip and Dr. Shellington. What about those guys? Well, yeah, the other vegetables were there too. And so you can see the different parts of the gup. Okay, first the octonauts visited the bustling open ocean. Amongst the waves they met wandering sunfish, migrating whales, and a boisterous giant squid. Tunip was impressed that some creatures lived their entire lives on the move. Those look like little uh, lobsters in a boat. It's so funny. There's a lot going on in the open ocean. At the rocky beach, the octonauts were invited to a tide pool party. Tunip discovered that many creatures live in shells. Unfortunately, they were too small to be the vegetable homes. And we can see there's lots of different animals here on the beach. A scallop and a conch and a pin shell and a limpet and banded tulip and all these different kinds of things were on the beach, but none of them, none of them were vegetables. 
In the seagrass meadows, the octonauts helped a gentle manatee farmer with their harvest. Let's look at this. There's all kinds of amazing looking things happening here. Shellington discovered that many baby animals in the nursery were, oh, let's see, crabs and seagrass race and hogfish and goatfish and pipefish, but none of them were vegetables. Darn. I wonder where we, well, we just gotta keep going. Don't give up, Octonauts. Okay. When the Octonauts reached the sunny coral reef, they were dazzled by bright colors. Friendly sea slugs perched on giant sponges and greeted them at every turn. But wherever they looked, every burrow and nook was already home to a creature. There wasn't any room left for the vegemoles. And there's a little fish up here who says, sorry, no vacancies, which means that there's no room. And then look over here, Peso says, I'm a medic and he's helping a surgeon fish. Lots of beautiful looking fish here, but no vegetables. In the murky swamp, the octonauts nervously drifted past grinning alligators and curious snakes. Under what the water. <laughs> I don't know. Let's find out. Under the water, they discovered a parade. Oh, it's a parade. It's people in costumes. The crew danced through the bayou while Whoa, the vegetables. Who is that? They're all part of the parade. In the picture here, there's some um, creatures that are covered in costumes and they're trying to make themselves look like swamp monsters and things like that. Tired out from all the merrymaking, Tunip decided they could, should continue their search because the crew danced while the, through the bayou while the vegetables collected beads as souvenirs. So they couldn't find their home here either. But it is interesting how, if you look in the picture, the alligators are talking to Dashi and they say, bonjour, because they speak French. It's an awful lot going on down here in, in the bayou, in the swamp. But no homes. Oh goodness, let's keep going. After a long descent, the octonauts reached the bottom of the ocean to visit the deep sea research lab. The crew inspected the camera network, but they didn't see any vegemoles. Only the flickering lights of the bioluminescent jellyfish. Tunip gazed out at the smoky hydrothermal vents and felt like he was on a different planet. He wondered if he'd ever find his own habitat. Yeah, under, in the deep sea, there's a lot of really interesting animals. And you want to know something really cool about these animals? If we turn off the lights, they will glow. All of the sea creatures in the bottom of the deep sea. Because they glow in the dark. That's amazing! Okay. When the octonauts finally arrived at the kelp forest, Tunip's eyes widened and he clapped his fins together in delight. Everywhere he looked, he was surrounded by kelp, his favorite type of seaweed. Hmm. What do you think about that? 
many other vegetables here, Shellington observed, but it appears to be a suitable habitat for them. Vegetables do love kelp. The vegetables what, quickly... What is that? Oh, let me, let me read it to you. It's kelp. What is that? <laughs> yeah. I know, let's find out. <laughs> the vegetables quickly set up a camp kitchen and began baking away. They made sweet chocolate kelp cakes, healthy broccoli kelp cakes, and even fancy pineapple upside down kelp cakes. And there's a big menu here of kelp cakes. There's the classic and the apple and the cupcake and the chocolate and the miso and the Neapolitan and the watermelon and the burger and the peppermint and pancake and cactus and Swiss cheese. Whoa, and strawberry and sauerkraut and pickle and onion and licorice. That might be why he's frowning. The mushroom and broccoli and kimchi and the jelly and the candy floss, which is another word for can, um, cotton candy, and cappuccino and pumpkin and kiwi and lemon. Oh, he's puckered. And a, a pineapple upside down cake. Wow, they've got a lot of different options here. When it was time to leave, Shellington called out, Tunip, are you ready to go? but the distracted Vegemal was too busy to respond. It looks like they want to stay here, Captain Barnacles said, sadly. I guess our search is over, and we should head home to the Octopod. The Octonauts waved farewell as they departed in their gups, while the Vegemals continued to work in a fervor. So much kelp! So many cakes to bake! The vegetables rolled and mixed and stirred for days until mountains of kelp cakes towered all around them. With the baking done, Tunip excitedly ran through the forest in search of the octonauts. He couldn't wait to share these treats. Not finding a single crew member, Tunip finally remembered they had all gone back to the octopod. There was no one left to enjoy the cakes. Missing their friends, the gloomy Vegemals thought of all the fun times they had had together and felt sad. See, in, in the pictures here, we can see the Vegemals doing things with each one of the Octonauts. The Vegemals didn't know where the Octopod would be, but they all agreed they had to try to find it. With a long and difficult journey ahead of them, they quickly packed up their mobile kitchen. Plates were stacked and pots were stowed, and the determined group left the forest in a jumble of carts, spilling with cakes. They traveled back to all the different habitats they had visited, from the busy open ocean to the deep sea floor. As the days passed, the Vegemals grew tired and started to give up hope of ever finding the Octonauts. Until suddenly, one morning, they heard a familiar sound. The Octopod! The Vegemals cheered as it landed beside them in bursts of bubbles. The Octahatch promptly opened and the Octonauts swam out to reunite with their friends. We all missed you so much, 
Captain Barnacle said as he gave Tunip a great big bear hug. We returned to the kelp forest to visit, but you weren't there. Luckily, we found a delicious clues trail, Dashi added. As each octonaut held up their favorite type of cake. Yar, how did I get licorice again? Oh, poor Quasi does not like licorice and I don't blame him. So you can see as they did their little tour looking for the octopod, they dropped little kelp cakes along the way and it was a little trail. The octopod hasn't been the same without you. Barnacles addressed all of the vegetables. Would you join us on board again? Tunip quickly replied. The crew all turned expectedly to Shellington, who explained with a grin, that's Vigimalese for yes. Because I think we should tell our readers, maybe they don't know this, but the only octonaut who can understand the vegetables is Shellington, right? Yeah. So back on board the ship, the octonauts gathered in the garden pod to enjoy a picnic. Tunip, if you like, we can keep looking for your original habitat, Shellington said in between mouthfuls of kelp cake. There's still so much of the ocean yet we've to explore. Tunip looked around at his caring friends and cheerfully shook his head. He knew there was no better place for a vegetable to belong than right here on the octopod. And then on the last page, we can see Tunip holding up a sign that says, Home Sweet Home. And it has a picture of the octopod. Yay! And that is the... Mm. Yay! Boop.